Um, so those of you who know me and those of you who don't know me, um, you know, I created this, this channel um, initially for, you know, for the purpose that, for a purpose that had nothing to do with God, right? Straight up, just being honest. Um, when, you know, God had saved me, when I was delivered, um, I had decided to uh, pick up my cross. I decided to follow Jesus in every aspect of my life. And I can tell you that now the purpose of this channel moving forward will be for the purpose of glorifying God, glorifying Jesus Christ, you know, glorifying his word um, and everything that has to do with his kingdom. That is the purpose of this channel moving forward. Um, and, you know, I went through an experience earlier this year, I'd say from December 2020 to early January 2021, where I had decided to fast and pray for 40 days, for just about 40 days. And when I started to fast, um, I had initially, and when I say fast, I, I do mean fast and pray, right? Because they, they go in sync, they go together. I had initially started to fast and pray from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. You know, I was still um, at that time, you know, working, but I was physically working at an office, right? Um, so having to be at the office, you know, at 7.30 a.m., you know, until about 5. And I spent, I'd say, a good, about a good, you know, the first month of that 40 days fasting from 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. Fast forward, um, I upped the ante. And again, it wasn't me because if it were up to me, I probably would have, would not have fasted because before that, I had never fasted before, right? Um, I physically did not have the strength to push away a plate of food and to allow the Holy Spirit to work through me to be able to deny myself the pleasures of this world. That cannot be done on your own strength. That can only be done with the Holy Spirit that lives through you. That's number one. <laughs> so when I started to fast and pray and intensified it, Right? The Holy Spirit allowed me to intensify my fasting and praying to the point where I was fasting from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., okay, the entire day. And so during this period of time, the Lord had done a great work in me. I can tell you that my body had shut down, right, to the point where um, I didn't enjoy the taste of food the way that I used to. I had to, essentially, I was in a position where my husband tried to feed me and I didn't want the food. He tried to feed me and, you know, I'd spit it out. That's how much, not by my own doing, but that's how much the power of the Holy Spirit really started to take over. And I can tell you in general that the spirit realm became more real to me than even being here in this physical realm, right? The spirit realm became more real to me than me sitting here in front of you. I could clearly hear the voice of God speaking to me, revealing things to me, um, revealing mysteries and about things that you probably couldn't even imagine, things that you see in a sci-fi movie. God had revealed those mysteries to me. And I'm not any more special than anybody else. The only difference was 
I, in my own way, and when you encounter with Jesus Christ, you'll figure this out in my own way, had paid the price that was necessary to be able to encounter with Jesus Christ, if that makes sense. And briefly, I can tell you that during my encounter with Jesus Christ, um, I had an impartation experience, right? Um, and you can find it on YouTube. Um, I was watching, uh, listening to the Jesus Image uh, Church out in um, Central Florida, based out in Orlando. And I was listening to the impartation, listening to the voice of Benny Hinn, um, you know, when he talked about in order to know who Jesus Christ is, right? And he was um, referring to Catherine Kuhlman's experience. Essentially, he explained that you have to die in order to know who Jesus Christ is. You have to die. And I said, die? Well, what does he mean? What is he talking about? It's exactly that. You have to die in order to experience, <laughs> hallelujah, the abundance, the, the eternity that you would live, that you can live with Jesus Christ. You have to die to self. Now, th this is no small thing. And during that impartation, I'm listening to his son-in-law. Um, and something happened to me. When I was listening to Benny Hinn's son-in-law, I did not see his son-in-law in the physical sense of the word. I was able to see the spirit of Jesus moving and working through his son-in-law. Okay? Don't try to twist the words and say, oh, well, you're saying that, you know, Benny Hinn's son-in-law is Jesus. No, what I'm saying is, and listen to what I'm saying, I was able to see the spirit of Jesus through Benny Hinn's son-in-law. And this should be the case with any servant of God. You do not look at people in the physical sense. You should be able, if that person says that they are a servant of God, you should be able to see the spirit of Jesus in that person. That's exactly what happened to me. During that period of time, and I'm cutting some things out, but this won't be the last stream. I'll be back for more, right? Um, God is showing me that it's time to, to share your experience. And that's what I'm, I'm basically doing. Um, I'm coming out of my comfort zone and I'm coming here, not for you, but for me. Okay. I'm coming here to share more about my testimony, to share more about how God has been moving through my life. Um, so I could tell you that during this encounter, um, it was at night. My husband basically told me that I was moving from left to right, moving uncontrollably on the bed. And he said he never saw anything like that before. I don't even remember moving on the bed uncontrollably the way that he had explained it to me during this impartation. Um, but I can tell you that God had revealed things to me that may seem so simple, but to me were re revelations of what the Bible explains to us about how men and women should be relating to each other, how men and women should live, how families should live. Um, one of those, um, I could say, revelations is that and I don't care if you think I'm crazy for talking about it. I don't even care anymore. God had revealed to me that if women are allowed to be in power in this world, if women are allowed to be in positions of power 
Long story short, we're in trouble. There'll be chaos. There'll be destruction. There'll be wars. And I'm a woman saying this. Now, whatever your feelings are on that, that's on you. But this is what God had revealed to me. And in the same breath of that revelation, he also showed me the solution because God is a God of solutions, right? God will reveal to you what the problem is, but he'll also reveal what the solution is. He won't just leave you hanging. So in this, I meant, you know, he had revealed to me that, you know, so we were on this planet. It didn't look like earth, but we were on this planet. And in that, in that solution that God revealed to me, he revealed to me that women should be asleep. While women are asleep, the men are out working. Because that is their natural position, right? To be heads of our households, to be working while women were asleep. Now, God had revealed to me a little bit later on during my during the fasting and, and praying that I had had undergone. There's a time and a place for a woman to speak. There is a time and a place for us to be heard. During the fasting and, um, and fasting and praying, there were times that I could not speak. I became completely silent, completely mute. And my husband had to be my caretaker. He had to take care of me because the fasting and praying had become so intense during that time for me. My body had shut down and the Holy Spirit took over. So even if I wanted to say something to my husband, I couldn't do it. <laughs> because I was shut down. All right. And to top it off, my eyes were closed. So I could hear everything going on. I could hear my children running around. I could hear noises, sounds, right? I knew, you know, essentially where I was, my environment. But I became completely mute, could not say a word. So to tie this back to what God had revealed to me about how men and women should relate is this. Men have a natural position that they should take in the family as husbands and fathers. And as men, women have a natural position that they should take as wives, as mothers, as women. Now, excuse me here. When God showed this to me, I said, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me I'm in America <laughs> where women are supposed to be equal with men, supposed to be equal, we're supposed to be able to do everything that the man can do, whatever the man can do, that we can do it too. So God, you mean to tell me that I should be quiet, that I, I, I'm not allowed to speak at certain times? God said, pretty much, pretty much. So this, as you can imagine, this completely blew my mind. Um, but there's certain things that when they're revealed to you, you have to just say, praise God, hallelujah that God would even allow me to see those, those, those revelations, that God would put me in a position <clears throat> to completely shut my body down so, so that I can encounter with him. This is beyond anything that I had ever experienced in my life. And there's no amount of time <laughs> 
that I could have in this one live stream to tell you everything. Because, you know, you reached at a certain point in life where, and that's where I am, I, I could care less about what people have to say about me and what has, you know, what God has revealed to me. The, old, the only thing I want to do is share. And for me to keep it to myself means that I don't believe in the power of God. And I believe in the power of God. And that's why I'm here sharing this with you. God had to shut me down physically. He had to shut my body down in order to speak with me. Think about that for a second. So long story short, um, <clears throat> during the fasting and praying process, it had become so intensified that when my husband would try to feed me, I didn't want to eat. I would spit the food out. Um, I lost all um, taste of food, meaning that I took no more pleasure in being able to sit down in front of a plate of food. I pushed the food away. My husband would, would you know, he would put the food in front of me and I would push it away. I didn't want to eat. And that that is hard for me to do. <laughs> right? But here's here's what a lot of people fail to realize. It wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit working through me. It was the Holy Spirit that took over. Because if it were up to me, I would have never fasted. From 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., I would have never if it were up to me. But at that point, when I decided to fast, it was a choice that I was making to be able to become one with the Holy Spirit, to accept his impartation in my life, to accept the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. That was a choice that I made. Nobody forced me to do it. That was a choice that I made. But what happened throughout that, you know, making that decision was that I was no longer my own. I had to depend on the Holy Spirit to keep me alive. Because eventually, you know, I was admitted to the hospital where I was for about a month. And the only thing that I, I repeated, you know, afterwards, they were telling me this, you know, nurses and everything. The only thing that I kept repeating was, I died with Christ. I rose with Christ. I died with Christ. I rose with Christ. I died with Christ. I rose with Christ. I died with Christ. And on the third day, I rose with Christ. That's all I could repeat while in the hospital. This is no small thing. And I remember making the decision. Hmm. I remember making the decision to be with Christ. Because when, during that experience, during that encounter that I had with Christ, I remember him showing me heaven. And heaven, hallelujah, heaven is a place. It's not just a place, it's an experience where all you want to do is worship the Lord. That's all you want to do. That's all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was to be in the very presence of the Lord. I didn't want anything else because heaven being with Christ felt more real to me than this world, than this physical realm that we're in. It felt more real to me. And I remember having that feeling, knowing, it's not just a feeling, knowing that in the case that Jesus Christ wanted me to be with him, because I was ready to go, that my family would be taken care of. 
I had made, made up in my mind that Lord, you can take everything. You can take my husband, you can take my children. They're in your hands. They're in your hands because I want to be with you. Take all of me. Take all of me. Take everything that I am, my essence, my very being. Take it all. I was ready to be with Christ. I was ready to leave all of this behind, this, 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 um, this planet. I was ready to leave it all behind because I, I no longer... <laughs> I no longer had the taste for this world and whatever was in this world in my mouth. I no longer had it. I no longer had any enjoyment that I would say, okay, I'm looking forward to going back to this earth because of anything. No, I was ready to be with Christ. I was ready to leave behind my children and my husband to be with Christ. And Christ, you know what he told me? He said, nope, you got to go back. I'm not done with you yet. I am not done with you yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> do you know, do you know how hurt I was that I had to come back? I love my children. I love my husband. But I wanted to be with Christ because the peace that is with him is like no other peace in this world. It's like nothing that I had experienced before. It's like nothing that I've experienced before. And I was ready to leave it all behind to be with Christ. I, I had put my hands up and I said, Lord, whatever you want to do with me, wherever you want to take me, I'm okay with that. So... <laughs> So, um, so I went through that period of time where I just wanted to be with the Lord, you know, through my experience of, of being in the hospital, I had asked myself, Lord God, when is that time coming that I could be with you for all of eternity? He didn't give me an answer because he wasn't done with me yet. And that's what you have to understand about following Jesus. It's not a fad. It's not something you do today and then decide not to do tomorrow. It is a lifestyle. Taking up your cross and deciding to follow Jesus is a lifestyle. It's not something that you can just put down and pick up whenever you want. This is not a game. This is very serious. Deciding to follow Christ with all of your heart, with all that you are, with, with your very being is not a small thing. So through that experience, one of the things that stuck out to me the most was worship. Many of the songs that I heard during my fasting and praying when I couldn't talk and when my eyes were, they couldn't open, but I could hear everything. I remember hearing um, Benny Hinn. I remember hearing, you know, TB Joshua's original songs. I remember just the worship songs and that's what kept my spirit alive. When I couldn't eat, when I lost the taste of food during fasting and praying, it was the worship music that kept me alive. And that's the same way that we should treat the Bible, not as a series of stories or poems. The Bible should represent life to us. The words that are in the Bible should represent life. This Bible right here. <clears throat> should represent what we need in order to survive. This is life. 
not just the book of stories. So during that experience, and again, I'll come back with a whole lot more testimony because I won't stay long. He had showed me. Even in heaven, women and men, we won't look like this. The way that we look here on this planet, we will not look like this. Um, we won't have the same faculties. We won't have the same desires. There'll be no suffering because the only thing that we'll want to do is to worship him, to praise his name 24-7. And even in heaven, he showed me that, you see this phone right here? This phone. We don't use technology to satisfy our own desires. We use technology to answer the prayers of others. That's what he showed me with this very phone right here. You know, we go on social media, many of us, to satisfy personal desires or to see, oh, what are other people doing? No. God had revealed to me that the entire purpose of this phone is to answer prayers. That's the whole purpose of, of social media. To worship, to answer prayers. To hear the prayers of those who are on this planet. And to answer those prayers. There's, there's a whole lot more than this. This is just This is just a little bit of some of the things that God had revealed to me. So in worshiping the Lord, <clears throat> there's, there's a couple of songs that I just wanted to sing, but again, I just want to say that these songs are not my own, okay? I don't want YouTube trying to <laughs> take down this video because I'm singing songs that belong to other people, so I'm just putting that out there. These songs are not my own, but we should know that the God that we serve, the God of the Holy Bible, we should know that he is worthy to be praised. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. We should know that God of the Holy Bible is worthy to be praised. Jehovah Jireh is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. He's worthy to be praised wherever you are. Stop what you're doing and seek his face. <clears throat> Completely surrender. Everything that you are, surrender. Surrender it all. Without God, we would have no being. We would have no essence, no personality, no character. So we have to thank God. We have to thank God for everything that we are, for our essence, for our being, for our personality, for our character. We have to thank him for even being able to breathe on a daily basis, for being able to eat something that I was ready to give up to be with the Lord, to be with Christ. We have to thank him for even these small things that we're able to do on a daily basis that many people cannot do. Know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. Worthy is your name. Jesus, you deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus, I said you deserve the praise. Worthy is your name, worthy is your name, 
Jesus. I said you deserve the praise. Hallelujah. Worthy is your name. Worship him, worship him, worship him. Worthy is your name. Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Father, we worship you. You're worthy to be praised. Father, you are worthy. You're worthy to be praised. We worship you. You're the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We worship you today. We worship you. We praise your name. Father, you are worthy. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. We worship you today. We worship you every day. Father, you're worthy. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Worship him wherever you are. Worship him, worship him, worship him. Because that is what he requires. That is what he requires. He is a jealous God and he will not have you worshiping him and another God. It will not happen. It is blasphemous. Know that he, the God of the Holy Bible, is worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised. I will give you all my worship. I will give you all of my praise. You alone, I long to worship. You alone, hallelujah, how worthy to be praised, hallelujah. Worship him, worship him, worship him. He is worthy to be praised. You alone, I long to worship. You alone, how worthy to be praised. And I will give. You are my worship, and I will give you all of my praise. I will give you all of my worship, and I will give you. Give him all of your praise. Give him all of you. Give him all of you. Give him all of you because he is worthy. Because he is worthy. Because he is worthy. Because he is worthy. Give him all of you. Give him all of you. Give him all of you. Father God, thank you, Jesus. Give him all of you. Give him all of you. Give him all of you. Decrease so that he can increase. Father God, I decrease so that you can increase. I decrease so that you can increase. Father God, I worship your holy name. I worship your holy name. Melt everything that is not of you away. Take everything that is not of you away. Father God, show me. Show me what it is that I need to do in order to please you more, Father God. I want to love what you love, Father God. I want to love what you love, Father God. And whatever it is that you don't like, Father God, remove that from me, Father God. Take it away from me, Father God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Begin to worship him wherever you are. Worship him. Worship him because he's worthy to be praised. Worship him. Worship him. The very breath that is in my body belongs to the Holy Spirit. The very essence of who I am belongs to the Holy Spirit. My character, my very being, everything that I am belongs to the Holy Spirit. Excuse me. Everything that I am belongs to the Holy Spirit. He is worthy to be praised. Jesus Christ, I cannot live without you. Righteous one, I cannot live without you. Holy one, I cannot live without you. If you leave me, I go down. If you leave me, I go suffer. Jesus Christ, I cannot live without you. Hallelujah. Holy one, I cannot live without you. Holy one, I cannot live without you, yeah. If you leave me, I go down. If you leave me, I go suffer. Oh, oh, oh I cannot live without you. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Oh, I cannot live, hallelujah, I cannot live without you. Mighty one, I cannot live without you, hallelujah. If you leave me, I go down. If you leave me, I go suffer. Oh, 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 I cannot live without you. Oh, 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 I cannot live without you. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh I cannot live without you. If you leave me, I go down. If you leave me, I go suffer. Thank you, Father God. Begin to worship him. Worship him. <clears throat> Father, you are worthy to be praised. We worship you. We worship you, Father God. We worship you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you. are worthy to be praised wherever you are. <clears throat> At the sound of my voice, wherever you are, I want you to begin to worship him. Thank Jesus. If you were delivered, thank Jesus that he pulled you out of the muck. Thank Jesus that he pulled you out of the mess that you were in. Thank Jesus for delivering you. And if you haven't been delivered yet, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and ask Jesus to help you do a complete 360 on your life, to turn away from your sins and to leave those sins behind. Repentance is about not just asking Jesus for forgiveness because you have sinned, but it's also about leaving those sins where they are. Leave those sins for the devil because that's where they belong. Whatever it is that you need to be delivered from, 
repeat those things. Repeat them out loud so that Jesus can hear you and believe that Jesus will deliver you from every stronghold that has been keeping you in chains, that has been keeping you in prison. Understand this, true freedom is not just about being able to do whatever you want, whenever you want, and however you want. True freedom is knowing that Jesus Christ set you free. True freedom is knowing that when Jesus set you free, that you never go back to that sin again. You leave that sin where it is. That's true freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. There is liberty. Understand that. Hallelujah. So I'm going to, before I end, um this stream I'm going to sing another song that huh, during my fasting and praying this excuse me um this song is one of the songs that really made an impact in my life that helped me Hallelujah. That helped me to recognize the importance of worshiping him, of being in his presence, of being able to use your voice to worship him, to praise him. Because That's the highest form of worship that we can partake in. That's the reason why we exist, to be able to worship the God of the Holy Bible. That's the reason why we're here. What other reason could be better? What other reason could be better? than to spend our time, to spend our days worshiping the Lord. It's it's not, you know, being at the club. It's not, you know, sitting around, smoking and drinking with friends. Our time should be spent worshiping the Lord, being in his presence. What else is there that could be better than that? So with that, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Again, the song is not my own, but I just wanted to put that out there so YouTube doesn't, you know, try to shut this down. But sometimes, hallelujah. Sometimes praise the Lord. Sometimes gently singing Our hearts in one accord Oh, let us lift our voices Look toward the sky and start to sing Oh, let us now return our love, dear Lord. Let our voices start to ring. Oh, let us feel his presence. Let the sound of praises fill the air. Oh, let us sing the song of Jesus' love to people every, everywhere. 
Sometimes, hallelujah. Sometimes, praise the Lord. Sometimes, gently singing. Our hearts in one accord. Sometimes, hallelujah. Sometimes, praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Sometimes, gently singing. Our hearts in one accord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So as we end this live stream for now, because as I said, so many things that God had revealed to me. (sighs) Father God, thank you. So many things that God had revealed to me mysteries it's literally it's out of this world and i won't be able to do it in just an hour or two so every time we see each other that's the plan that's the plan for me to share more about more about my testimony more about the goodness of the lord Is it's just amazing. There are no words. There are no words. But I will leave you with this. Uh, if you turn with me to Psalm 46, verse 10 and 11, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. I didn't want to end this day without sharing some of my experience with the Lord with you, because every day is an experience with him. When you're serving the Lord, there's there's a lot of excitement. What is going to happen from day to day? You don't know what message he may deposit into your spirit at any given moment, because that's God, right? It's not about what plans we have going on or what we want to accomplish. It's about his will. Let his will be done in our lives. Not my will, let his will be done in our lives. And once you surrender your will and allow his will to be done in your life, you begin to see that miracles can happen anytime, anywhere, any place. Because he is the God of miracles. He is a God of love. He is a just God. He's also a God of wrath. And that's why it's important for us to pray for mercy every single day. Pray for our nations. Pray for mercy over the the United States of America. We need mercy. Our leaders need mercy. We need to pray for mercy. Because there are people in this world who have yet to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Who have yet to hear the good news. Let us pray for mercy. And let us pray that missionaries are able to find where these people are to spread the good news, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Those who reject God and know him, they don't really know him because if they knew him, they wouldn't have rejected him. We need to also pray for mercy for them. Because judgment day is a reality. It's a reality. The same way that we're able to talk about the goodness 
and the love of God, we also have to be real with ourselves. God is also a God of wrath. He is a just God. So we must also always be praying for mercy. Know that he is God. Be still. Know that he is God. Know that he's in control. He is in control. Know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. Until next time, may the peace of the Lord be with you. Amen. Thank you.